Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Sydney. You can find me on Twitter at WonderSid. Welcome back, Sid. Sydney, the Sidinator. <laughs> Either We're one. It. We can, yeah, in, all of them. In Sidinator. Maybe not oh. Sidinator. <laughs> Maybe not Sidinator. <laughs> okay. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about minute number 62 of Dawn of Justice. Uh, the minute's going to start out with Perry White scolding Clark Kent, which is very terrifying, if you ask me. <laughs> the minute's going to end with um, just a, a chilling serving staff watching some some John, John Stewart. Stewart. I, was, I almost said the Star Wars Some daily show. Stop myself. Yeah. Stu John. Planet. Oh, Stu John. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember but now. Then, but now you made me say it. Now we have to pay someone. So. <laughs> now we have to bring that cameo into fold. Yeah. Um, Daily anyway. Show John Stewart, not Green Lantern John Stewart. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> clarification. I didn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> I, will just, I, wanted, I have a big question about that show. I'll get to it later on in the episode. Um, but I'm shaking in my boots here. Why? Because Parrot White's yelling. It's, he's... He's like not yelling, which is even more terrifying. What do you mean he's not yelling? He well, he he's raising his voice. He is raising his voice, but it it starts out like one of those uh, people where it's like I'm raising my voice. I'm not yelling. You sound like my mom. What the? (laughs) No, I thought it was. I I like that he has like this buildup of anger because he's he's uh he's saying oh like um he's like nothing about football, nothing about uh, the friends of the Metropolis Library. But, you know, as he's saying that, he's, like, ripping up the newspaper. Yeah. And it's, like, that's what I meant. Like, he's so angry, but, like, so subtle about it. And then later on, it explodes when Clark Kent foolishly decides to raise his voice at him. And that's when it all, like, kind of kicks off. But It's true. Why is this piece of paper so big? Like, I mean, if it's... Is that, like, what he's about to send to, like, the printing office or something yeah yeah is that just like that's a template Mm -hmm. do you have to write it feels like it should just be a word document that he pulled up he's like hey he found this in the google drive i think he printed it out to make a point so we could rip it up yeah and then like like, that was where i was going like did he make a big show it's like hey this is what it would have looked like sport wait a second sports looks like it's blank and then underneath i don't know there's something what does that say right there metropolis scores a record 191 points in triple overtime. What are you looking at? Which which title? The one at the top, the, right the under sports? The one where they're playing basketball. No, no, no. Go to the top of the thing, right under sports. What does that say? Underdog dreams dash 10. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's what he was. But it's blank, right? That's what. <laughs> is that why he's ripping it up? Because there's nothing there? Are you really asking that? Isn't that the whole point? I'm trying to piece the thing together. It looks like, from what I've always thought, like Clark started writing a piece about the bat vigilante and i think it was just i feel like i just noticed this last time but i never paid attention to like that section being blank because that was the headline that perry wanted him to do and since it's like that paper is just the template that's about to get shipped off like there's nothing there because clark obviously wasn't writing it but i always thought that he found like a copy of what clark was writing about about batman oh i I get like why are you writing this and like ripped it all up that would be more of a like oh my heart I think he just printed off the sports section, but Clark had in his Dropbox, there was a bat report that he was working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perry's saying, here's where that article I told you to write would be. 
<laughs> if it was here. <laughs> so if I had one. So Clark is actually writing something about the Bat Vigilante. Yeah, it's just not being shown right here. That's in the other. Because obviously the Bat story wouldn't go under the sports section. And go in like mm-hmm. the crime section. But yeah. But he, someone's already doing the crime section. So it's not like Clark can just slide in his exactly. story right but that's what he's trying to do. That's what reporters I don't know. I think, do. I don't know what happened. That. I don't know where we got off, but I feel like I never really paid attention to the sports section here being blank. The other article says four hockey players arrested uh, for something. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. <laughs> Starts with a T, it looks like, for trespassing? I don't know. Trafficking. Don't. That's messed up. That's not messed up. It's a common theme in this movie, apparently. I know. Um... But it look, I like that the only part that was written for that story was just the part that Perry told him to write. Like he gave him the title, and then Clark can typed it up, and he was like, man, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, Jenny has to write him. Remember, he said Jenny, headline. Headline for her section. Oh, headline for her section. That was the she man gets politics. the love in the sky. She, yeah. He gets sports. Yeah. Is sports like, is that like the bottom of the barrel of reporting? Uh, it probably depends on your interests. Yeah, I guess that's true. Some people Maybe. might like writing about sports. Steve Lombard. Yeah. Clark is more interested in um, human interest stories. Which brings me back to thinking, does Perry do that on purpose? Because he knows that this guy is Superman. Mm, I'm actually, I've heard you guys bring this up before. I do think that Perry knows that Clark is Superman by the end of this movie, but I don't necessarily think he knows right now in this scene um i will argue that (laughs) i i think like this scene is like when like he knows full and well or it's like hey and the only reason he's able to scold him like this is because he feels that close with like in their relationship i don't know i feel like he would do this to everyone anybody he's he's the boss so (laughs) people are disobeying him Yeah, but once you know someone's Superman, you're going to like start yelling at them even if you're their employee or not. So you think he's like overdoing it? No, not really. But later on, he like when the argument escalates, he clearly dictates that, you know, you don't get to decide what is right or what right is. (laughs) And like that's, you know, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead from what you had, Mark, but like that's like a big, that's a bold statement. And if, if Perry knows that Clark is Superman, they're one and the same, then, like, it's for, to me, him saying that, Perry's already got it figured out. Maybe. He's already, he, already knows, he already knows the end game of Superman. Like, hey, man, you, you can never decide what the right thing to do is. Like, you're, you can't. You're failed from the beginning. I would like to see... I think I would enjoy knowing that he knows, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't it's just have one of those answer. keep it ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like it too. Just kind of like I, I always like stories where where Gordon knows that Bruce is Batman, but um, mm-hmm. but the line you don't get to decide what the right thing is. I mean, obviously that's really thematically important to the movie, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's saying it specifically saying like you're Superman and you don't get to decide what the right thing is. It's he's not saying it to Superman. Yeah, it's just. Something he's saying that's the truth, but from a from a writing and thematic standpoint, it, it ties in with the rest of the film. I, I don't think he's like doing it on think, purpose. This seems too easy. 
I like to think that he's telling the audience this. No, oh, it seems too easy. <laughs> it's one of those things. No, that's just a that's just a give up. Um, but he also has the other line where you know Clark is like, you know, when the Daily Planet was founded, it stood for something, and Perry says, and so could you, if it was 1938. Like I know, yeah. like I found that really interesting. Where he was like, and you know, you could have stand for something back then, but you can't for stand. You can't stand for something right now anymore. It's the same thing. I mean, what did Superman stand for in 1938? Well, yeah, but I'm not talking about Superman. I'm just talking about, like, in this world that everyone's kind of, their virtues are kind of unhinged. And, like, their sense of uh, ability to want to do justice is kind of, like, compromised. Like, everyone's compromised. Like, Perry White is, like... Everyone, because there's no superheroes in this world yet. There's no Justice League in this world yet. Yeah. There's no, like... The the climax of this film is what kind of starts the healing process, and that's mm-hmm. why I like that what he's telling Clark Kent as like a, from person to person, not like trying to tell Superman, but it's like back then you could have stood for something. Again, this is going back to the American conscience died with yeah. Robert Martin and John, and you know that's what that's what really struck my interest was that he was saying like you could have stood for something back then, you can't do that now. Keep your head down, write about sports, go home. Yeah, but how do you not relate that to him telling that to Superman? Well, yeah, that too, but... I mean, like, I understand, like, it works on both levels, but it's really hard for me not to see it as, like, this world is not the same as what comic books were in 1938. Like, you can't just... Like, Superman can't just go around saving people without consequence. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, the old Superman comics, there was just no consequence to it. But now it's, there's rules... Yeah. So, like, that's just, I've always, I, I can't not see it as him saying that to him. Well, that's, that's what's sort of great about a lot of the dialogue in this movie. It does work on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to it in some later episodes, I think. But it's, the movie never makes it clear when anybody finds out anybody else's secret identity. It's sort of ambiguous on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading through my notes. <laughs> yeah, I got some notes too. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, Perry is trying to, you know, invoke this golden age, if you will. You know, some imaginary good old day where where virtue was, like morality was more black and white. Like it was easier to determine yeah. good and evil. Um, so that's yeah. what he's saying. He's saying, you know, he's basically saying Clark is a bit naive if he thinks people are going to care about these stories that he wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Do you think what I understand like he's angry because Clark isn't doing, you know, from boss to employee, like you're not doing what I asked you to do. Yeah. Um, I told you to do this and you're not doing it. And you're thinking that you can be some kind of rogue reporter and do what you feel like. But on the other hand, is the Batman story not interesting to people? Is it played out already? Do nobody, does nobody care? Crime wave um, and gossip. <laughs> water wet yeah but but it's just like we talked about it i think you brought it up in the listener society where batman has been operating for 20 years so it's old news and then someone else brought up like you know cal has been having blinders on so old news to him is new news so he's just now figuring out about the batman like 20 years late so it's like someone just doesn't want to hear and perry's been there for years so he's already probably done the papers about the beginnings of batman and the dealings with that. So now you relate it to what 
Alfred's saying, you know, new rules. It's a new type of Batman, but the public public doesn't see that. It just looks like Batman. It just looks like Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, now he's branding people. Okay. Yeah. Next page. Seems like just yeah. seems like a Batman thing to do. Right. So, so it's it's not that the Batman thing isn't interesting. It's just it's just old news. It's so, not going to sell. So Clark yeah. has picked up on the fact that Batman is different now. That he's sort of stepped things up and he's become more violent. But Perry and the rest of the world are just too cynical to notice. Um, I don't necessarily think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Um, Cal actually is noticing that it's a new Batman. I think it's just now. Oh, there's a thing called Batman, and it's what we said. Um, I think a few weeks ago. Um, that. Oh, geez, now I just lost my train of thought. I think. <laughs> I think what's so interesting is I think Superman is is angry at Batman for what he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's he where I was going. he sees himself, or he it doesn't was, see himself in the same situation. What did I say? It's, the other, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like the public sees they're, they got the bat vigilante, a vigilante, and the cops working with them, whereas Superman is actually helping people, and everybody, including the cops, are starting to hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like Superman just wants to grab Batman and be like, why don't people like me? Why do they like you? Or yeah, or you yeah. know, he thinks the way he thinks about Batman right now is the way people think about Superman. Yeah, and he doesn't see that because he has the blinders on, and mm-hmm. he's like, "You realize you're chasing this bat thing, and people are chasing you with pitchforks just as well." And it's, yeah, and I feel like he's angry at that, and I feel like if he could stop the Batman, then people would start to like him. I don't know. No, That's a weird I mindset. I don't think that. I don't think Clark. I don't think he's angry at Batman because people are pissed at him and not pissed at Batman. I think he just th- believes that what Batman is doing is wrong and he wants to draw attention to that. Like, I don't think there's much selfish motivation there, at least not consciously. No, I, what I was trying to say was not like a selfish thing like that. Like, oh, they like Batman, but they don't like me. <laughs> but I'm saying that that he has to realize that he's no different than Batman. But I feel like he thinks he is. Yeah. I feel like what is he said, um, he was, I think he told Perry earlier that he was like, oh, this bat vigilante thinks he's above the law. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, that's what people think of you. So it's like, you need to think about that. Yeah. Like, quit worrying about the bat vigilante. Worry about yourself because you're going to, you're doing the same exact thing he's doing. That's what I'm trying to get at. Well, maybe. I like don't, he, it's not really the same thing. A lot of what he does is like rescues i don't think anything he's doing is strictly speaking illegal but it is public like he's a a public figure i think batman in this universe is still like people know of him but he's more of kind of like an urban legend so his actions are not as you know they're not scrutinized the same way that superman is Oh, what the? Out of toner again? Oh, Lois Lane is going to kill me. Hey, does anyone know where we keep the toner cartridges? Of course. Everyone knows we keep the toner cartridges in the supply closet. The only problem is we're completely out. I just checked. Completely out? But I got to get these articles printed and on Perry's desk by Monday the latest. Well, you could go to amazon.toolmedia.com and buy the toner from there. They definitely get here before Monday. Amazo who? Amazon.toolmedia.com. You can find almost anything on there, and it'll get here faster than a speeding bullet. And a fraction of what you pay for goes to helping out some podcast called DC Cinematic Minute. 
Well, that's awesome. I'm all about helping others, as you know. <laughs> all right, so Amazon.2OldMedia.com. Well, I better get to it before Superman stirs up another headline. You know what I won't scrutinize? Hmm. The wardrobe in this entire minute. Oh, man. <laughs> Everyone's outfit. <laughs> on point. Is so... I don't know I've never seen is. a shirt like that on what Perry has, but I want it is with that, the with the with the white cuffs and the collar. Like, are you kidding cool. me? I think Sydney, you said something about like you brought up like golden age, but I felt like this whole office still feels very like oh, it's uh, cool. Like there's like there's a like a throwback. We said it before. What do you mean? Like the whole Daily Planet, like everyone's wardrobe in here seems like kind of thrown back to comic book style oh yeah it's definitely modern golden age is what it is yeah. you know and that's, like that that's one thing that the cw flash show had ups on in the earth 2 world that they went to yeah it was, like, it was like that golden age. barry allen was on point in that one and this is how i feel like what perry's looking like i i dare someone to find a panel of perry white wearing this exact outfit and i will I'll, you post it on the page, and I'll just I'll give it a like. That's what you get. I guess we have but Michael like, Wilkinson to thank for this too. That's the costume designer. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, not only did he create a, you know wonderful Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman costumes, but everybody else looks fantastic as well. There's another guy that walks by with the same kind of like, I don't necessarily know if it's a flannel pat. Yeah, it's a flannel pattern, mm-hmm. but it looks like a light cotton button down. Why don't I have these shirts? You can get those. Where? Johnny has like three of them. Go give me them. <laughs> go get them. Um, they're from Kentucky, so. I mean, so I got to go to Kentucky no. to get these? Everybody, it's Clark Kent comes back from vacation from Smallville. Hey, guys, I got your shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got everyone's shirts. If it's um, in a movie, it's probably very well made and very expensive. <laughs> It's true. The Heath Ledger Joker shirt, don't even get me started. Mm. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that shirt. Like, come on. Like, you, wanna, you, you want that shirt? You got to put out a second mortgage on your house. I just like Clark Kent's brown jacket. It's so... The brown jacket? I like the... It's dark green shirt, right? Yeah, that's he has I a see. dark like, green flannel. It's beautiful. Man, um, like... And he's not even wearing a tie this on today. But, holy crap, does he look like Hark, Clark Kent. Hark, Hark Clank. <laughs> You want to try that again? Clark Kent. I said it once right. It's Hart Kent. <laughs> Hart Kent. It's his evil twin. Um, he does. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, really funny. Yeah. Perry, Perry's outfit is on and he's, point. Like, and he's fed up, man. He's like, come on. Like, the police won't help. The press has to do something. Like, he's, he wants to get something done. You know what upsets me is, well, I... Uh, doesn't really upset me, but like, I feel like Lois Lane could get away with this, right? Writing whatever she, she wants. Exactly. Yeah, mm. she she's the one who she goes looking for the stories. But you know, he finally raises his voice. Clark Kent does. Yeah. And Perry just he's like, "Yo, you drop this thing. Like, you don't get to decide what's right. You don't. You know, you can't stand for anything." But it's like Lois Lane could go toe to toe and be like, I'm going to write the story about the Batman. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And like, I'm going to go do it. And yeah, he gets mad at her. But then eventually just happens. <laughs> well, she has you know, longer work experience. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess Clark has been here for what, 18 months now. Um, mm-hmm. He may not be Two as years, high yeah. up the ladder yet. He may not be able to just write whatever kind of story he wants. I think he's still at the point where he's assigned most of his stories. Yeah. 
I will say Lawrence Fishburne is another person that I will pay to have yell at me <laughs> right up there at Michael Shannon. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you can have Michael Shannon and Lawrence Fishburne in a room and you get them to yell at me, at I'll the be same time. Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> I get I, I could die right there. I'll okay. go into cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. It's so I wrote down that the cadence is something that I enjoy. The ba- back and forth between them. It's really or, just the cadence of Perry White where he's like how it just builds and builds and builds. Yeah, it's like, you know, WPA ain't hiring anymore, Apple's don't cost a nickel. You uh not in here, not out there. You drop this thing. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. Like mm. the way he delivers the lines, mm-hmm. it just has a, a sort of cadence to it that you kinda like, Yeah, I feel ya. <laughs> like I I'm about this. Yeah. Such a you know, really good performance and Honestly, I don't really know much about Perry White, the character, but I, I think it's safe to say this is my favorite version of the character. For sure, man. Yeah, definitely here as well. What do you? How do you feel about that line, the 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 trailer line? Nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of like um, Luther's line at the uh, the library benefit, where um, you know you do not want to pick a fight with this man. <laughs> Is it the same? I really like that line, and I don't really see see like this one with the Clark Kent taking on you the don't Batman. Like this that's one? like that's one of those lines that like it could have been used for the trailer, but taken out of the movie for me, and that would have been great. Mm. But the Lex, you don't want to pick a fight with this person. That's needed. That's right there, like because everything that Lex says is just like a play off of what he knows and stuff. So right, mm-hmm. but both like lines are kind of a crypto. wink and a nod to the audience. True. This one seems a little bit too on the nose. I like it. Well, that's why I, I think like that. It? That's why I think that um, Perry doesn't actually know that Clark is Superman here, because yeah, that would be very on the nose. I, I I think I feel like it's almost like one of those breaking the fourth wall things. But Perry White and Perry White slash Lawrence Fishburne, whichever one you will, <laughs> is doing a good job at delivering that fourth wall breaking line without actually breaking it do you know what i mean it's almost like if perry white was taken out of the continuity of what this is and it's put in our position where we know that clark kent and superman is one of the same so he's like kind of poking at the fact that like nobody cares about clark kent taking on the batman but superman taking on the batman hey (laughs) there's your story just like that and it's kind of like poking him in the right direction i still like this line because it says clark kent taking on the batman well, yeah. I just like that. I think it's great. I think that should stay. I wouldn't take that out. I think there were some other things that we said, you know. Keep them in the trailer, but take them out. Yeah. I'm a huge, yeah. We'll get there. I can't think of the trailer right now. I haven't seen it in so long. Um, is there anything else from the Daily Planet before we move forward? or? Um, Nate, I think you said um, you had something, a comment about the, the Daily Show clip. Oh, yeah. Why... Now I don't. I haven't seen the Daily Show in quite some time. Can't remember if it got canceled or ended or what. No, it's still you. on. It just has a new host. Is it still on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, Trevor it's got Trevor Noah. Noah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Trevor that's Noah. right. So, is isn't there's a live audience? Why isn't there anybody laughing or a laugh track or clapping or anything? And it, it's always bothered me. This part. In, yeah, just the part with the John Stewart. Like, I feel like if he was watching an episode of the Daily Show, like, isn't there? There's a live audience that should be laughing and, and well, stuff. I think the second he finishes delivering the line, then the the um, the waiter uh, gets a call from his boss and he leaps to action. So I don't think he would hear it even if there was. Wait, so I I think 
and I've heard it. I've heard both that this has been filmed for this movie, and that this actually happened in a real episode of The Daily Show. And I couldn't find the actual episode, so I'm inclined to think that it is actually filmed. Now they cut this scene from the film because by the time Donald Justice came out, Trevor Noah was already the host of The Daily Show, so this was kind of like irrelevant or mm-hmm. made it seem a little outdated. Um, I don't think that. I mean. Is, is there a confirmation that that's the reason? Because I think it's more just this is the sort of scene you would cut for time. Uh, it was an article I read oh, okay. last night. But I can, I, uh, I'd have to check the sources again. Okay. I didn't actually investigate it, so I don't know. Um, I, I don't like this part, though. So <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like It seems like it's a little, not out of place, but I don't know. The fact that there's no... <laughs> laugh track there's no laughter or anything as he's like saying aside from the red and blue costume like i don't know yada 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 it seems like there should be little things of laughter in a normal studio audience television program don't get me wrong i love john stewart i just yeah. don't like this bit and i think one of the one of the things that bothers me the most is where he says that he has one third of the usa's initials on his chest yeah that's a letter that's like one of 26 letters in the alphabet <laughs> like what I'm never looking at the S going, yeah, that's one third of the yeah. USA. Like, who does that? I don't do that. True. And then why, see, that's supposed to, that's obviously a, a joke that was written to have, you know, some sort of response to it. But yet there's no laugh track. There's no live audience laughter. And it seems like his jokes aren't hitting and it seems a little fake to me. Mm. See, I'm not really hung up on the, on the laughter, but I kind of felt like the, that whole joke was kind of a jab at the whole like truth justice in American way slogan for Superman. Like he's normally seen yeah. as this very American sort of superhero, but he's, you know, I think he's more global now. It actually reminded me, and I, I looked into this. Um, it reminded me of a, a comic book issue from a few years back. It was action comic comics, number 900 in 2011. And in it, Superman renounces his U S citizenship um, I mean, obviously, Clark Kent is still a citizen, but he does it because he intervened in some anti-regime protests in Iran, and the Iran- um, Iranian government got upset, and mm-hmm. you know it, they they saw it as a, an act of war because they see Ameri- they see Superman as an American, and so that reflects politically on the U.S. And you know that reminds me a lot of what's going on in this movie, um, like with Nairobi. So. Uh, I think the whole point of John Stewart and his joke here is just to point out that whatever Clark feels, whatever Superman feels, the U.S. government and the rest of the world sees him as American, so everything he does has political consequences. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe uh, one of our past guests, Chris Ayers, also brought up that Action Comics 900 and that's why I was looking for the episode. I wanted to know if this was actually said by John Stewart back in um, 2011, but I couldn't find the episode, so I couldn't confirm. But I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know. I, didn't, I couldn't find the information, so I didn't want to make assumptions. No, I'm pretty, that old. I'm pretty sure this was filmed for the movie, um, kind of like the 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 news montage earlier, um, mm-hmm. the bit where Charlie mm-hmm. Rose says, "You know, must there be a Superman?" Um, yeah. It was. They actually, I'm pretty certain they got John Stewart to specifically record it for this movie. 
Yeah, I think so too. So then that would back up the no live audience. Yeah. Why would you have a live audience for a fake? Because TV yeah, because if they're laughing, then you can't hear what he's saying. That's not true. Yeah, they, they probably true. recorded movie, it before an episode or something. It's a person watching John Stewart in the film. So if you have more noise coming from the TV, you can't. Oh, but when they were watching football in the beginning, you didn't hear the crowd in the stadium over the newscasters. You can't hear. Yeah, it. get out. The you doors can't hear that the way. Audience during a football game. Johan, go back to those minutes. You could hear the crowd cheering over the casters. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing. thing. I know you guys don't like this scene, but another thing I like about it is um, just kind of like that news montage. I like the idea that sort of um, scattered throughout the movie, you have various real life reporters and TV personalities commenting on Mm -hmm. Superman. It's it's another thing that kind of reminds me of the uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like taken exactly out of that. Yeah. Only instead of the talking heads debating the necessity of Batman, they're debating Superman. So, mm-hmm. you know, Snyder sort of flipped the whole thing on its head. Good on um, him. I, I just want to make clear that I'm not, I don't, it's not that I don't like this scene so much. It's I just, just a little awkward. I don't like what he's saying. You just don't like what he's saying? Yeah, I don't like what he's saying. Um, which I guess that to me is me trying to defend Superman or something, mm-hmm. but I just, because the media is a character in this film. Indeed, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Just like the Dark yeah, Knight Returns. That is yeah exactly um but i just i I don't know every time i i I just get mad what he's saying even though i love john stewart great guy and uh i don't know does he still do anything nowadays he has a talk show or no i have no idea he pops up every now and then but yeah i have blinders on i love john stewart and when i first saw this scene i'm pretty sure i laughed out loud and had a giant grin on my face yeah (laughs) i love superman too but i'm like i can take a joke at his expense every now and then yeah exactly and for those who don't know trevor noah is also great so is he yes oh, yeah. i need to get back show to trevor noah? he's good mm-hmm. i watch I, I watch whatever because i follow the daily show still on like social media so mm-hmm. i watch whatever they post mm-hmm. funny guy he's got a cool accent where's he from oh he does south africa yeah yeah i think mm-hmm. i've seen his stand-up yeah, like he's hilarious british type that that leo blood diamond yeah or like uh, district nine <laughs> blood diamond just came on something streaming oh and i remember and i wanted to tell you about it i think it's netflix you gotta watch it i've seen it oh who hasn't mike, mike i don't think has mike seen. hasn't yeah sorry welcome back to <laughs> blood diamond minute oh, that's <laughs> i don't want to no yeah i don't want to do that by last king of scotland minute oh my god mark <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible um, do you guys have anything else? Uh, anything else for minute sixty-two? Crash minute. Um, oh that... wait, one little detail that I have in my notes here that I forgot to mention. So, Action Comics number nine hundred. Um, at mm. least the story where Superman renounces his U.S. citizenship was written by David Goyer. Hey yo, hey. was it really? Yeah, apparently. Okay now. Okay, I see it now. <laughs> the pieces are there yeah we found out the truth thank you lois lane <laughs> pulled directly out of the book then exactly i did not know that i'm gonna have to check it out now yeah i don't think i've read this issue either cool nate you uh you look like you're thinking of something am i thinking of something oh you look like you were um i thought i saw wheels turning in your head no that's rare <laughs> <laughs> all right no, then you want to end go- it you, yeah you gonna as I was doing. You want me to? Do you want to do? You gonna go for it? Oh, you want? Yeah, you got it. 
Alrighty, we're going to end it today. Thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. Uh, we also have a Facebook Listener Society where we discuss uh, these minutes, past minutes, future minutes. We don't really talk about future minutes, but you could talk about whatever you want. So go ahead and look at that, um, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society on Facebook. Um, go ahead, go to twooldmedia.com, um, sign up for Patreon, and uh, buy things on Amazon. And uh, do all that, and we're going to catch you guys here tomorrow. Uh, for another episode of Dawn of Justice Minute.